Welcome back, sports fans. We have some MLB BMs that are much needed because we are in the midst of some wonderful playoffs, and we will have up-to-date updates on where those series stand. We have plenty of thoughts on the fashion choices that various NBA teams are making, and we pose a challenge to our fellow hosts. I'm Hooli. I'm the Joe. I'm Mary Beth Smith, and I posit that you guys will not know which one of my sports stories is made up. I I just can't wait to get to those hot BMs. <laughs> <laughs> Love a hot BM. moment we've all been waiting for the starting lineup thank you very much sports fans in lieu of our regular starting lineup jokes this evening we decided to do something a little bit different we're going to play two truths and a trump it is a little bit of political season so we've come up with two very odd sports stories from the week that are absolutely true and one of them that is absolutely made up and trumped up so what we're going to do we're going to go through person by person, and try and stump the other two people on the podcast to see if they know what's a truth and what is trumped up. The Joe, you want to go ahead and kick us off? I would love to. Thank you, Huli. Great. So I'm bringing three sports stories, all very real, except one of them isn't. <laughs> so please use your critical eye and ear and thoughts to figure out which one is trumped up. Okay. Former Portland State and Washington State basketball coach Ken Bone <laughs> has recently received many tweets that were not meant for him, but were instead meant for debate darling, red-breasted Ken Bone. Much, much like uh, John Lester receiving tweets meant for Lester Holt. <laughs> this is the latest edition of the alternate Twitterverse. That is the first story. All right. The second story is Dallas Cowboys quarterback Tony Romo, on the eve of coming back from a back injury, has updated his insurance policy so it pays out different amounts for any future injuries to various vertebra. <laughs> so depending on where and how many get injured that determines the payout that he receives for his settlement mm -hmm. that is the second story your third one minor league professional baseball player Tim Tebow after losing a game and going 0 for 3 was signing autographs while a fan experienced a seizure Tebow decided to stay with the fan while EMTs were called, and while he put hands on the fan and started reciting a prayer, the seizures stopped. No. <laughs> that is the third story. <sighs> Two of those are real. One of them is trumped up. I 
I don't want that TiVo story to be real. <laughs> it, it, like, it can't be. Like, Tony Romo is too smart. He absolutely has to protect his interests. And I feel like I have heard which, stuff about him getting insurance policies, like, through the team. Supermodels get it on their legs and yeah. everything. Dancers uh, do, yeah. Doesn't Beyonce uh, have her butt insured or something? No, uh, J-Lo? Yeah, probably. Yeah. J-Lo, yeah. Probably. Uh, I can't believe that. God, I just keep thinking of Fletch and hailed and uh, <laughs> that's where I'm at. I got to go Tebow. There's no way he's yeah, healing people same. on the side. I don't want that to be true. That story is true. No. What? No, 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 Spoiler alert no. as well. That fan, Georgia Bulldogs fan. <laughs> no. So Tebow said afterwards that he didn't even know how to remark that a former Gator helped out a Bulldog. And that's what I was thinking was like, as that fan, he has to have such a crisis of faith at this point. Absolutely. <laughs> so no, the the story that Tony Romo has updated his health insurance is trumped up. Wow. Was not expecting that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, maybe he should. He certainly should. Yeah, I think that's why we. I think that's why we bought it was because it was like mm, good advice. Yeah. <laughs> longtime listener, longtime friend, Tony Romo. Go ahead and do that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I would love to take a crack at this. Please, at yeah, go for two truths and a Trump. Okay, we're gonna go across, across the sea for this one. Okay, M one fighting in Russia now features medieval fights in which the fighters wear full suits of armor and carry swords into the arena to fight. That's just called medieval times. Yeah, yeah, straight up. I was like, oh, so they made a medieval time sport? <laughs> <laughs> they don't serve Pepsi in Russia, though. <laughs> oh. But similarly, uh, no silverware. <laughs> <laughs> you burnt Russia. <laughs> American super douche, Ryan Lochte will make his film debut in A Little Something for Your Birthday, starring Sharon Stone, due out in early 2017. That sounds like A, a porn, and B, an asylum movie. The people who did uh, Transmorphers and what's the tornado one? Yeah. No, the sharks? Sharknado. Sharknado. That's it. Yeah, what's the shark tornado movie? I can't think of it. (laughs) Honestly, was like it can't be Sharknado. He'd be able to come up with that name, right? Sorry, please continue. Uh, and the third perennial garbage human, J.R. Smith, has decided that he wants to clone himself and have a boy. At the moment, J.R. Smith, garbage human J.R. Smith, has two daughters, Demi Smith and Peyton Smith, but said he very much wants a boy and is a very big Boba Fett fan. So he has contacted cloning agencies to make an exact genetic clone of himself. Two truths and a Trump. <laughs> I'm just I waiting mean, for Joseph. I want them all to, to be the real. Third, right? I want them all to be real. I don't want Ryan Lochte to be real. He doesn't deserve any more attention. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. My thing is, this is what I was going to say before I, before I let you finish. Um, does Sharon Stone still have a movie career? <laughs> I mean, it's all candid footage. She was not aware she was in the <laughs> Her character just goes to the grocery store. Like, I'm not even thinking about Ryan Lochte here because I believe in the state of the movie industry that 
someone would pull in Ryan Lochte as like a publicity stunt to sell a movie. I believe that. Mm-hmm. But the Sharon Stone thing is harder for me to swallow. Uh, I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go J.R. Smith. I, I, I feel like that's illegal. Like, I think that he couldn't even do that unless yeah. he's like looking overseas. I, I want that to be true because I love watching that dumpster fire just b- continue to billow smoke for years and years. But I, I think that that one's trumped up. Yeah, I mean, I think we can all agree that the Russians are definitely swinging swords at each other. That, in armor. Yes, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> oh, yeah. Whether or that's not it's sanctioned or in a fight one. league, yeah. like they have car easily. doors wrapped around their arms and are <laughs> using like an exhaust believable. pipe. Absolutely, that Russian one is true. I, I'm gonna go with you, Joe. I think I gotta land Jr. That is absolutely correct. That Jr. Smith story is trumped, trumped up. up. Uh, but I was looking into genetic. Pe- there are, I mean, the company that cloned Dolly, they are cloning animals out there. And I was going to take a real name for that. And oh. the best name that I saw was Genetic Savings and Clone. <laughs> Closed in Shut 2006. Up. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. But oh. Genetic Savings and Clone. It was, a re- it was just before the recession. So Yeah. Yeah. They, they got uh. out early. <laughs> But yes, Ryan Lochte will appear in a movie that stars Sharon Stone. Called, what is it again? Something about birthday? Something, a little something for your birthday. It's about a fashion icon who tries to do something. I'm guessing Ryan Lochte is shirtless walking down a runway pretending to get robbed. Oh, damn. <laughs> also, that story was <laughs> trumped up. <laughs> Too true. And a trump. I'm going to close this out. There is a theme to mine. So you'll see kind of as it unfolds. Okay. Kurt Schilling, in response to last night's game three of the ALCS, noticed that Trevor Bauer was getting a lot of attention for having a, uh, a previous injury open up during the game. So he was bleeding on his uniform, on the mound. It was like all over the news. It was all anyone could talk about in the game. Bauer thought for sure that he had blown it for his team. And, and Schilling was uh, sitting at home just seething because he did not want anyone to have playoff legacy that had to involve blood and like playing through having an injury like that. We all know... Kurt Schilling is very well known for the bloody sock incident, and he wants to make sure he's so well known for that that he's trying to trademark the phrase bloody sock to always be tied back to baseball. And for, you know, if Trevor Bauer wanted to come out of the woodwork woodwork and and try to have his own blood story in this playoff season, he, he wants to get in there first. So good luck, Kurt. We'll see if you have as much success as you have had posting memes on the internet. (laughs) You're burnt. Hornets center Frank Kaminsky uh, is a well-known Cubs hater. He has thrown some shade at the Cubs in the past. He has thrown out opening pitches for the White Sox. And this postseason, he was spotted both at the United Center and apparently in a Wrigley rooftop Wearing a jersey, a Cubs jersey, with the name Bartman. Anyone familiar in the very least with Cubs lore knows that that is like the hardest troll that you could possibly have 
against this Cubs team. So he's got his own number. His jersey number is 44 with Bartman emblazoned across the top, and he's just sitting uh, you know, loud and proud in the rooftop sections at Wrigley. I just, I can't imagine the the kind of stuff he's getting thrown at him. But he he refuses to back down. He really has come out and said he doesn't want the Cubs to win, and he is doing everything he can to uh, jinx their chances. Whew. Okay, third story, rounded out. As I said, there was a theme this week. Kurt Schilling, <laughs> and I quote, said, "I've made my decision." I'm going to run. And no, he's not running to get that trademark on the bloody sock. That's a, a, a totally side side mission for old Kurt. He's talking about running for Elizabeth Warren's Senate spot. No. In Massachusetts. No. This is real. No. That's no. This is absolutely real. No. He, uh, I believe it was on morning radio, said, I've made my decision. I'm going to run. Um, and then he went on to say that he still has to talk to his wife about the ramifications of it for uh, their relationship and their family, which to me says he has not made his decision. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Ugh. that's that's my that's my one, two, three. I'm going to say three is trumped up. I, I don't think there's any... He is... He he would have no experience, no no relevant experience for this. He's Elizabeth Warren has responded for yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how is that any different than what's happening in the current presidential race? Oh, you burnt Trump. That's right. Nobody's saying it, but we're not scared. <laughs> <laughs> we're the ones going to take a stand. The line must be drawn here and no further. It's crazy no one is saying this. That's, we're really so proud weird. to be bringing this to the forefront. Uh, <laughs> Elizabeth Warren is one of the m- most beloved U.S. senators. I refuse I refuse to believe that he thinks he has a shot. I'm going to say that one's trumped up. That's my, that's my answer. Okay. Uh, Shailen Kamensky or Schilling. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, it would make me really sad if the Kamensky one is trumped up and Schilling has done both of these <laughs> things this week. Yes. We probably I, could have just done this whole game with things <laughs> Kurt Schilling. Schilling did. <laughs> That's super He's true. He's the Trump of sports. See, I feel like Kamensky, I feel like he could do that. Like, he's not going to get anything that egregious shot or tossed at him. It's not like he's going on the south side and talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's coming up north. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh yeah, I got. I got to go. That I mean, like as delusional as he is, and if he's going to do it in a state, it has to be Massachusetts. But like, not a chance is that man qualified fit, or will his life what, let him run for office? Yeah. Really sorry to break this news to you, but Kurt Schilling did actually say, <sighs> "quote I've made my decision. I'm going to run." He further so to quote the the part about his wife, but I haven't talked to Shonda. My wife. <laughs> Not my at wife. all. He literally made the decision without talking to his wife. And ultimately, it's going to come down to how her and I feel this would affect our marriage and kids. He has also gone on record by saying, while he was still on TV, actually, that Hillary Clinton, quote, should be buried under a jail somewhere. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So um, that's real. And however, the other side of that bloody Kurt Schilling coin the fact that he was trying to get bloody sock trademark is trumped up. See, that didn't surprise <laughs> me. It made me think of Kirk Cousins trying to trademark. You like that? Oh, uh, yeah. oh I didn't know that. Terrell, he hate me. Uh, yeah, Terrell Suggs tried to trademark something after a playoff game where he was gonna. They were the, the Ravens were moving on to like the Jets or the 
it was either Suggs or Bart Scott, but they were just like, we ready, we ready, or something like that. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to try to trademark that. And Paris Hilton. Uh, at one point, tried to trademark like that's hot that's or hot. something. Oh, like I that. remember that. So Ryan Lochte did. Yeah. Oh my. Uh. God. <laughs> so that didn't surprise me. That that I, yeah, I totally that. thought that that was very plausible. Yeah. Too flew too close to home. Too close to under the radar. Just uh. clipping the treetops of reality. <laughs> I'm actually, while I have this pulled up, Kurt Schilling has made some statements about. <laughs> His relationship <laughs> to the Trevor Bauer story. Oh, so no. this is like straight up live on the air. Um, this he is late, said, late breaking. Schilling is not a fan of people trying to link the two of them because he called Trevor Bauer hashtag stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me he Fuck said you. verbally said hashtag. No, it's in a tweet. Please uh. don't tweet at me about Bauer. He cost himself a start, likely more, and his teammates and fans dicking around with a drone. Hashtag stupid. <laughs> if that isn't the pot calling the kettle weed, <laughs> it's just stupid. Uh, well, that's great. I think we all learned about, about a lot about two truths and a Trump. And uh, just don't take anything for face value in this election season or in the world of sports. Yeah. yeah. Do your, do your research. Do the work. Otherwise... You might end up trumped up. MBs, MLB, BMs. Yes. It's been a really exciting postseason as far as I'm concerned. I knew that with the wild card games being too close to call as to who was even going to end up in them, that we were going to end up with an exciting postseason. And I don't think that I was wrong. So we saw the wild card games go to the Giants and the Blue Jays, respectively. The Blue Jays hitting it off in style as they are wont to do with a Big three-run home run from Edwin Encarnacion to head into the division series. However, the Giants did not put up too much of a fight against the Cubs. Once the Cubs took care of them in the first two games at Wrigley, and once they got over to San Francisco, they got a, uh, a close win in game three, but just could not fight the magic that seems to be happening for the Cubs uh, Sorry, the Joe. I know it was your preseason pick. They were. It's an even year. I trust an EYBS. <laughs> even your bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> My brother has been saying EYBS all postseason. Absolutely. Uh, in fact, uh, I went to the doctor and I was recently diagnosed with a bad case of EYBS. Oh. Even your bowel syndrome. So, no, I'm just kidding. Obviously. But yeah, I, I, it's, I mean... The Cubs magic versus the Giants EYBS. It's like an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. Like it was just a, it was a question of who was going to be slinging the spells the harder, and it was the Cubs. Yeah, it really, yeah. especially those games at in San Francisco looked like that. Like both teams were really fighting it out. Both games were had really exciting finishes. Mm-hmm. Game three, Chris Bryant ties it up in the bottom of the ninth. Like, what more could you want? You know. And in game four, the Cubs score four in the top to go ahead. You know, like, they their bats are undeniable unless you are 
Clayton Kershaw, because as Wolf. the Cubs have gotten through uh, the beginning of their championship series with the Dodgers, um, they handled game one very easily, but game two, not so much. Only had two hits against the LA Ace, who was coming off of both short rest and having pitched. The relief like came in when they made that switch when they brought in Clayton Kershaw to close I was like woof it was you know like, what Baker just got straight up outmanaged in that game like yep. the the Nationals looked a little silly like they they just got really taken care of mm-hmm. and they continue to have no playoff series wins as a franchise. Suck it, Trumps. <laughs> Suck it, Trumps. That's yeah, I did. But yeah, I did I, refer to them. Well, I mean, can we start calling them the Nationals again now that they're like not in the running anymore? Yeah, ab- absolutely. We <laughs> can. I guess after the eighth, we can definitely call them the Nationals. <laughs> 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 because, oh, God, good, good Tim Tebow willing, uh, we will not have a Trump win this year. On and if we do, then this is going to be used as evidence to put us in jail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we will be destroying all copies of this. True episode. that, true that, true that. So that's kind of how the National League side of things is shaping up so far. Kershaw is proving himself to be a total force and is not letting the Dodgers go down quietly against the Cubs. Mary Beth is about to give a super accurate description of the game. She did not record a bunch of baseball words and have the robot make it correct. Hashtag robots cannot do sarcasm. Robo out. I cannot believe that in the sixth inning, Grandall of the Los Angeles Dodgers pulled off a huge uh, two-run home run to take the W for his team and have them at 2-1 in this series. On the American League side of things, the motorcycles put a hurt on the Boston Red Sox, just slamming it to Schilling. That's why he's so peeved about these Bauer comparisons, is he doesn't (laughs) like that his team got ousted by the motorcycles. Um, 3-0 just... Totally handled it. Same for the Blue Jays and Rangers, 3-0. and uh, It's kind of crazy. Like, I, I thought that the American League was kind of the league to beat with the exception of the Cubs in the National League. And uh, it's been really interesting to see so many – to see two lopsided division series in a league that I thought was very strong. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, the Rangers played very well for most of the season. Yeah. I, I was picking them all yeah. season, basically. They looked incredible. And the Blue Jays just really turned on that late season heat. I, I thought the Red Sox would maybe do the same thing. And the motorcycles do not seem to be slowing down. No. Yeah. No, they're revving that red line engine all the way to – World Series town. <laughs> uh, just wanted to say sorry, Big Poppy. Uh, lo siento, no lo siento. Uh, <laughs> good luck on your farewell tour. <laughs> so for the, some final thoughts on the championship series, I wanted to turn. Well, I guess you have. I guess I'll turn my commentary on the motorcycles over to Joe. Well. Being from Cleveland, this is a really special opportunity to be able to watch, and it's really cool to be able to see the motorcycles, uh, which we call them here on the podcast, um, advance so far in the postseason. Uh, On a personal note, 
uh, the Cubs are my second team. They're 1A right behind Cleveland. So it would be an absolute dream scenario to see the two of them together in the World Series. Obviously, Trevor Bauer's injury has become a really big talking point recently. (laughs) But, you know, when you play the game of drones, you either win or you die. And (laughs) right now, Cleveland is winning. And I'm going to lift the... Uh, the naming convention for for the sake of a punchline. <laughs> we we are we approve. Yeah, excellent, a- absolutely. You know this game was in Toronto, so this it's game f- uh, three was game three was in Toronto, and it, it's really been an historic moment because it's been a long time since an Indian spilled blood on Canadian soil. <laughs> Hope- <laughs> hopefully. A long time until it happens again. But, you know, the, the motorcycles really revving up. Uh, they did clinch the series against the Boston Red Sox, formerly the Boston Patriots, on Columbus Day. So congratulations, Indians. That was a 424-year-old score that you finally settled. <laughs> Poetic. Also, let's please call it Indigenous People Day. So, Yeah. So that's so it starts here. Yeah, that's what almost every other country calls it something like that, like a, a festival or celebration of like multiculturalism. And we're just like, yeah, Columbus conqueror. Boop, boop, that boop. dude was awesome. Yeah, it he, says so he, much. He wasn't even the first white guy over here. No, right? How about a little love for Vespucci? <laughs> I was thinking Leif Erikson, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> we talking Jamestown up in here. Thank you, Joe. I knew that you would be able to handle that part of the BMs. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that pretty much sums it up. I'm really excited about how the rest of this plays out. I, I don't think that the Dodgers are going to go down without a fight. Let's get predictions around the table for who goes to the World Series and who, who takes it. I hate this, but I got to say... Uh, Cubs over cycles in six. That was literally what I had. Really? Cubs over cycles in the same game in six. It'll all be it'll all be close to. It'll be fantastic pitching because, throughout. And like, six would be back at Wrigley, right? Yeah, yeah. The whole series is going to be determined by less than seven runs. Oh, that's a yeah. I think you're right. I, I there may be one blowout game of the Cubs, but right. otherwise, it, like, their bats are going to catch fire one time. But the other than that, pitching and yeah, the bullpens are so have just been so tight. Good. Yeah, I'm going to go with not my head, but my gut for this. I'm going to say Cubs win three of the first four games and hold a three-one series lead. And then Cleveland comes storming back, wins it, game seven, your world champion, Cleveland! Uh. So, uh, again, total gut call, but we'll see. I didn't realize your stupid balls were in your gut, though. It's very cold. (laughs) Down 3-1. Is Durant going to be at the game, too? Stupid balls were in your yeah, gut. He'll probably sign with the Cubs after this. <laughs> Before I sign off the BMs, we were talking about how that potential matchup in terms of pitching would be pretty incredible. Andrew Miller has been, as Joe pointed out off, or the, as the Joe pointed out off mic earlier, 
Andrew Miller has been an incredible middle middle reliever. I remember we talked about on air that uh, the motorcycles picking them up was a, a huge move and is already proven to be true. Mm-hmm. Another huge pickup on the Cubby side of things, Araldis Chapman has also proven to be an incredible pickup for them and a huge game changer. And one Chicago area woman who's a huge Cub fans named Caitlin Suica, I'm not sure if that's how it's pronounced, but I'm doing my best, had similar reservations about Chapman joining the Cubs as we had here on Sports Retorts. But she is putting her money where her fandom is. And I wanted to take a moment to say that she announced that she would donate to the Domestic Violence Legal Council of Chicago, an organization that offers free legal services to domestic violence victims each time that Chapman recorded a save in the uh, in his tenure as a Cub. So far, I don't know what the numbers are now through the playoffs, but the number I saw when I found out about this story was that she had raised $14,000. Wow. That's amazing. That's, That's remarkable. Because it's, there were so many fans who wanted to follow suit and, you know, not feel as conflicted about this thing that they loved and this person who was going to help their their team do better. And I, I can't think of a better way to fight back, I guess. And so if, if you want to join in, I encourage any listeners to look up the campaign and I absolutely want to challenge as though any of them will hear this. If the Cubs as an org or any of their players, especially Chapman, do not attempt to try to match the numbers that she raises, I think it would be a gaffe of monumental proportions. I think that someone in the org, on the team, something should be done to add to those numbers. Because $14,000 raised as an individual campaign is incredible. And I think if the org really wants to show that they, you know, want to reconcile that situation, they'll also put their money where their mouth is. Right on the heels of fall fashion week taking place all across the world in places like New York, Milan, other cities that I've never been to, we here on Sports Retorts decided we wanted to look through this lens, but at a different topic. With the NBA season fast approaching, we decided to put our senior fashion correspondent and senior NBA expert, Huli, in the hot seat to see who could receive some hardware to see which new-look NBA teams deserve recognition for how they are dressed for success. That's right, the Joe. We're going to be handing out some actual fashion awards that they hand out in during Fashion Week and some other ones that have been brought up by Esquire. These are real awards that we've applied to the NBA and how they fit. So we're going to dive right into it. 
First on the runway, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves as the Emerging Talent Award. These guys are young, fierce, fast, and talented. Big Cat Carl and Anthony Towns is only 20. Wiggins is 21. Chris Dunn, the rookie, is 22. Zach Levine, who can jump out the gym, is 21. And old man Ricky Rubio is only 25. These guys are good, young, and fast. Actually, in a recent survey, 48% of GMs said that they would take Carl Anthony Towns to start a franchise. Wow. Yeah, almost half, beating your boy LeBron, beating Steph, beating everybody. That's crazy. Yeah. These guys are hot, young, and fierce. <laughs> 2016, they won 28 games. 2017, look for them to turn it up a notch and win 39 games. While that's best for ninth in the West, they're still on the outside looking in on playoffs, but the T-Wolves are the best emerging talent. The best fashion comparison for the T-Wolves? You know when your niece puts on, like, rain boots and a hooded cape and a polka dot shirt and, like, a dinosaur helmet? And you're like, what are you doing? But she's working it? That's exactly what these Timberwolves are. That. They're your cute niece. <laughs> they, they absolutely are. You know, your cute niece can dunk behind the back and around, but oh, she can. That's something I would want to see on the runway. Yeah, that, that is absolutely Man, something. These timber pups are barking. Mm. Woof. Up next, coming down the runway, it's the What Were You Thinking Award. <laughs> this one's going out to the new look New York Knicks. They got rid of Robin Lopez, Jose Calderon, and Jared Grant to the Chicago Bulls, who also got honorable mention in this category, for Derrick Rose, a second-round pick, and Justin Holiday. What? I don't know who those other two people are, but Rose is barely just a shell of himself anymore. They also signed Joe Kim Noah, his hoarder to Derrick Rose's brand, for four years, $72 million. Brendan Jennings comes up with a one-year $5 million deal, and Courtney Lee signed a one-year $11 million. Here's the thing, y'all. You guys have missed the playoffs three straight years in the East. You added a bunch of trash around an aging mellow and a young, hot Porzingis. So hot. To Porzing- so lurch. Porzingis is so hot right now. Yeah, excuse me. Young lurch, not Porzingis. Yeah. <laughs> young lurch is so hot right now. So hot. But they also get the what are you thinking award because there's no way that any of these guys are going to be able to mesh together, much less stay healthy. Derek Rose has missed, I think he's played in two preseason games and he's missed the rest because he's in L.A. for a civil trial. <gasps> so he hasn't been learning the triangle offense and Hornacek has even gone on record to say that he hasn't implemented parts into the offense because Derrick Rose isn't there to learn them. So not only is he holding himself back, he's holding his team back. What were you thinking, New York Knicks? What were they thinking indeed? Joan Rivers would have a field day with them. Absolutely. Fashion police and real police are all over <laughs> they absolutely are. Do they have a, a fashion? Yes. The best fashion comparison that I have for the New York Knicks is Bjork in that swan dress. <laughs> what were you thinking? What were you thinking? Your dress is a swan. Also, the police are here. <laughs> Someone let Sting in the back. <laughs> Next up award is the Urban Luxury Award. This normally goes to a defined city with a lot of money and a lot of talent to it. And here in the NBA, it is no surprise and no different. 
winning the luxury award is the Cleveland Cavaliers, Joe. Yeah, we're a fine city. He said it. You can't take it back. That's not exactly what it means. <laughs> oh, no. But that's how I interpreted it, which is the most important thing. USA. USA. Well, speaking of USA, you guys did lose two players that are not from the USA in Mozgov and Delanadova, saving you guys a little bit of cash. Because yep. we all know that Timothy signed for huge money in L.A. and got that Mozgov money. But the problem is, y'all are still have the highest payroll in the league at $122 million this year. Absolutely. I, I would never want to see Dan Gilbert's credit cards bills. How much of that is Bron Bron? Bron's probably 26 or 27. I figured. Because yeah. he signed for the lean ma- league max then at 27. What did J.R. Smith just sign for? Four you, years. J.R. Smith, Garbage Human? Garbage Human, J.R. Smith. Excuse me, G- loyal H- listeners. Thank you, MB. G.H. Smith, I think, signed for four years, 56 or 57 million. That's a really nice so, trash can he can buy. Lo- <laughs> Really or nice. a really nice clone that he can make. Oh, genetic savings and clone. He's going to be so good. Man, I would draft Boba Smith in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> so your Cleveland Cavaliers won the luxury, urban luxury. Ooh. And their best fashion comparison is Yeezy. It looks like trash. It's expensive as fuck. But somehow it's still the best there is. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I, it seems like a... I, I don't mind being compared to Kanye, right? No. Next up on the runway, we have my man, Mormon himself, Danny Ainge, on the ready-to-wear designer of the year. Why? I will tell you why. The Celtics have done a fantastic job rebuilding over the last couple of years. They bottomed out one year to get a sixth, sixth pick in the draft with Smart is Smart, and they traded away Doc Rivers and brought in wonder kid Brad Stevens, and he has done a magnificent job with a bunch of underachieving players. But now, Danny has surrounded him with a little bit of talent. You got all-star Isaiah Thomas. You got future star Jalen Brown, former all-star Al Horford. He is doing everything right. And at this point, there are only a handful of players that I would want to give up those Nets picks to obtain. Obviously, Kevin Durant, but I'm talking like players that are actually going to be available and on the chopping block because at this point why not take two strong players next year's draft is supposed to be bananas i would love to get harry giles absolutely and then the 2018 we own the nets pick outright again so we can get two top three picks potentially in the next two years while having a team that's slated to win 50 games this year and only on the rise danny ainge you are the designer of the year you know i got I got Harry Giles when I was like 12 or 13. Oh, no. <laughs> I uh, Keep that off the runway. <laughs> My Giles yes. just keep getting hairier, but winter is coming, so I stopped shaving him. <laughs> <laughs> and the best fashion comparison I have for Danny Ainge is Project Runway's own Christian Siriano. Danny Ainge is fierce as fuck, and if he could, he would design a Michelle Obama dress as well. Instead, he's out there designing rings. Hashtag all about 18. Coming up next on the runway is the Chicago Bulls. Yes, they got honorable mention for what are you thinking, but they also won something new, best new accessory. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Here's what they were able to do. They were able to trade bench trash Tony Snell for former rookie of the year Michael Carter Williams. Now, here's the thing. MKC does have a couple of things going against him. He's a rookie of the year who's also been traded like four times in the past three years. 
Like, he keeps moving. Maybe it's not a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. Here's why it's a good thing. He gets to play one year behind Rajon Rondo with no expectations, fill in, learn a lot from a guy who has great vision, led the league in assists last year. But here's the thing for MKC. He's going to get a shot next year once the Bulls inevitably cut Rondo because they don't want to pay him $13 million, and they just traded for a rookie of the year. I think it's a fantastic move. They did very well for themselves. But like I said, they also got Rondo, Wade, and Robin Lopez to anchor their team. So they did get honorable mention for what are you thinking? Well, sure, because eventually Jimmy Butler is going to be starting at the five <laughs> with, the, with the amount of guards that they have. Right. He ha- Also, he's the best player, so he might as well. I have a fantastic best fashion comparison for, th- for this best new accessory of the Bulls. It's that super cute choker you got from Forever 21. While the rest of your outfit is a hot dumpster fire because you bought it at Forever 21, your neck looks on point. Best new accessory. Uh, (laughs) Love those chokers. So hot right now. So hot in 1998. (laughs) All of the hottest girls in my school had those chokers. Absolutely. Yeah, especially, remember the ones that were, like, plastic? They looked like triple like, tattoos? Like, oh, yeah, the yeah, bands. Yeah, 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 yeah. it weaved, and then, like, it, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. and it, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And then when they took them off, their head fell off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I thought that was a yellow ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a terrible thing to have happen. That's you know what else is terrible? Hmm. Who wore it worst? Oh, no. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We're getting into the meat of it now. Now we get to dish and stitch. All right. Who wore it worst? There are a couple of teams that could be down there. The 76ers. But I'm going to go with the Brooklyn Nets. Oh. Yes. The Nets are hot trash. Here's why. The Joe, can you name three players on the Nets? Ooh, I'm going to try. Okay, please do. Joe Johnson. Not in years. Okay. (laughs) One of the Lopez's. Yes, they have broke Lopez. <laughs> um, ooh, do they have? Is Darren Williams still in the game? Darren Williams is not in the game of basketball. Great, I'm still guessing. I want one more guess. Ooh, could it be? Um, uh, uh Vince Carter. <laughs> yes. Does he really? No, he's okay. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say he played for the New Jersey Nets. Uh, that I know. No. So they had a. Big. Bow Wow and Like Mike. What? <laughs> Bow Wow and Like Mike. <laughs> Did he play for the Nets? <laughs> I don't know. Will Bow Wow? <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's my only guess. <laughs> it's a good guess. It's a very solid guess. <laughs> it is very solid. But they did make a big offseason signing with Jeremy Lin. Oh. And Chase Budinger. Oh. What? Who- Does he have like a catchy name like Lin Sanity? Like. Butts galore. <laughs> that would be it. He can jump out the gym, and that's about it. He's been in a couple dunk contests, but woof is he hot trash. They also traded probably their best young prospect and probably the best player on the team after Broke Lopez and Thad Young. They traded him to the Pacers to get a first-round draft pick because they didn't have one this year. Thank you, Danny Ainge. And they ended up taking a guy who had three foot surgeries in 22 months at college. Karis Levert of Michigan still is yet to play for the Nets preseason, and they traded probably, like I said, their best player in Thad Young and a second-round pick to get him. 
That's why you wore it worse, Brooklyn Nets. That's awful. Yeah. The, Everything what a, you said was bad. Best fashion comparison, a Trump shirt. <laughs> Woof. No one looks good in that. Also, like, wouldn't it be great, though, if it was, like, because they were wearing that, then the Republicans had to give up their picks for the next presidential campaign? <laughs> so, like, Paul Ryan couldn't run or Chris Christie couldn't run? I Not- do. I think there are going to be a lot of Republicans who are uh, reaping what they sow after this year. Yeah. So, it's a great comparison. Uh, are, are those pick swaps from when you guys unloaded the big three? Yes. Wow. Yes. What a time bomb. Yes. Was was Danny Ainge GM then too? Yes. God bless him. Yes. God bless him. That's why he's designer of the year, bitch. All right. I, I get it now. I get it. And I that- get fashion. I finally get fashion. I'm serious. You guys look up some Siriano work because I actually don't care about fashion at all, but he's like legit as hell. Well, maybe he can get Danny a new pair of Mormon underwear to wear all the time. <laughs> new hole, a new sheet with a hole cut in it. <laughs> you can do anything you want through a hole in the sheet. You can. Uh, how many? I think we have one award left. The big winner for the night. Who wore it best? Do you guys have any? Do you guys have any guesses as to who wore it best? Um, I'm gonna guess. I feel like the Warriors got to be in the run for it. Um, is that where, where did Durant go? He went to the Warriors. Yeah. Of course, bitch. You know it's the Warriors. They were the best, one of the best teams in history already with 73 wins. And And an undisputed, and excuse me, and a unanimous MVP. And a title. Yeah. Oh, they didn't win the title. Oh, shit. Sorry. (laughs) I got ahead of myself just thinking that they must have won the title. Please continue. (laughs) Well, the problem is they did get beat. And so they had to add more firepower. So they went out and got the biggest cannon in the game that was available, Kevin Durant. They did have to give up a couple of pieces to get him. They lost Harrison Barnes to Dallas for a butt-ton of money. And they did also lose Festus Azili and Bogut. So their center situation is a little. But they do have perennial NBA player JaVale McGee. Perennial NBA player. <laughs> looking to make. That's the best I can say about JaVale McGee. Absolutely. Oh, man. Looking to make a difference in the front court there. But the bottom line is, I mean, they still have Draymond. They still have Sean Livingston coming off the bench. I believe the Brazilian blur is still on the squad. Like, God, all they did was get better. And and it's like when your third best player is probably the second best shooting guard in the league and gets like no love. Like, I mean, you're not going to start an NBA team around Clay Thompson, but. He's your number two or your number three guy, apparently, here. Yikes. There is no way they did not wear it best. Congrats. I'd rather have Mike Dunleavy. I'm saying that because I have to. <laughs> What's wrong? I mean, Dunleavy's a great pickup for you guys. I think Herman Birdman are going to contribute almost immediately. Plus, now you don't have Timothy Mozgov and Deli. Sandwich. R.I.P. Outback Jesus. The player that I'm actually most sad about you guys leaving is Mo Williams. I love Mo Williams. Me too. Anyway, they're the urban luxury. We're talking about who wore it best. Best fashion comparison for who wore it best? Ken Bone in that red sweater. They are looking sharp, sleek, and sophisticated and ready to win some championships. 
Who would Ken Bones' olive suit that he apparently tore the pants out of the day of the debate, who who would that have been? Uh, the olive suit for that debate would absolutely be the Miami Heat. It's an olive because they're neither sea, they're a little bit swarthy, and they are salty as fuck. Chris Bosh won't be playing for them next year. Absolutely. Uh, he he w- Chris Bosh is the rip in the pants seat. Yes. That was unexpected. That is devastating. Absolutely. That's Do you guys have any fashion questions while I'm here, while I'm wearing both these stylish hats of fashion and NBA? Um, how can I get NBA players to respect me for what I wear? Oh, well, first of all, it depends on the NBA player. If you want Russell Westbrook to respect you, start grabbing patterns and put them anywhere. There is no sense of what he is doing. If you want to have a jacket with one sleeve that comes up to your elbow and another one that goes past your fingers and all of it is purple plaid and polka dots, that is all you. But if you want something a little bit better, a little bit nicer, let's say Danny Ainge, you would go with an underwear onesie. If you wanted Frank Kaminsky, you would absolutely go ahead and wear an anti-Cubs jersey. Perfect. It, it just depends on the person. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you. All right. Well, that was the NBA Fall Fashion Week preview. I'm Hooli signing off for that shit. But let's sit down for some garbage time. All right. We got some questions in the garbage time this week. Let's kick it off with some thoughts from Master P. He said he thinks (laughs) that the Clippers and the Raptors could face one another in the NBA finals from this season. Woof. Uh, 2017-18? Yeah. 16-17. 16-17. That's what I meant. Uh, he, th- he thinks that could happen. In this reality? Mm-hmm. Oh. So uh, do you guys think that there are any athletes who have really hot takes on the rap community? <laughs> <laughs> I heard that Le'Veon Bell knows with specific inside knowledge that Wiz Khalifa is going to stop smoking weed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's great. I think it's my understanding an inside source has told me that kurt schilling is going to be wearing nothing but blue and repping the crips because he's going to be trying to shut down the bloods (laughs) saying that that's his territory and that they should not be able to tread on it Uh, all right we'll see we'll see if those hot takes play out (laughs) so for the rest of garbage time i wanted to theme the questions to our trumps from the first round from the starting lineup today uh so each one of these questions will embody part of the made-up sports stories that we did earlier in the show first up who should take out a tony romo-esque insurance policy and on what part of their body I would love to see LeBron James take out an insurance policy on each individual follicle of hair because he is losing them, unfortunately, at such a pace that th- he wouldn't need a salary <laughs> with said insurance policy. 
Fair. Every single one of the metatarsals for anyone who plays for the 76ers. <laughs> yes. Ensure all their feet for whatever you can get for them because, ugh, God, there's no way they all make it. Maybe that was the long con the whole time. Trust the process. <laughs> okay, next up. Who in the sports world do you wish would clone themselves? If you're, if you're drafting Boba Smith, who else are we drafting? Well, my first instinct was Adrian Peterson because I would love, I think he's a generational talent who's on the decline of his career that never had uh, a shot at a title. But if we do clone him, I will ask that he be raised elsewhere. Sure. So probably play elsewhere. I was thinking that the whole time. I was like, ooh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so maybe maybe we clone him and then hand off his clone to uh, better parents. To the yeah, to the aliens on uh, Genosha. <laughs> That's uh, Star Wars. That's where Boba Fett. I think it was the Genosians. It doesn't matter. Huli, you're up whenever you want. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my first instinct is obviously to go with Larry Legend. But the truth is that, like, his back was deplorable and he really didn't, like, he couldn't have the career that he quite wanted. So I'm going to go with a different legend of sorts. I am also going to go with someone that is a once in a lifetime generational talent that probably should have been raised elsewhere to make him a better person. We need a new Hulk Hogan in wrestling. Ha, we ha, need someone ha, to take the reins and really start dropping legs and elbows like it's 1988 again. It's WWE has lost its luster a little bit, and I'd like to bring Terry back for a run, but you know, not as a shit fire garbage human. Just hope that you know the the progression of uh, society in general will uh, you know trickle down to the next generation of Hogan's. That's that's the hope. Uh, cool. Great answers, great answers. Last, but certainly not least, what sports feat... You know what? No. I'm going to ask this again. Um, last, but certainly not least, what in your life would you trademark? You got a catchphrase? Yeah, I'm Hooli. <laughs> Done deal. I'm Hooli. Easy. I knew that. I Something <laughs> told me that you would have an immediate answer for this. I'm Hooli. Did that same thing tell you that I wouldn't? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, great. You nailed it. Um, uh, I want to trademark, uh, are you still in the bathroom? <laughs> that way <laughs> nobody could ask me that question without my explicit written permission. Or like giving you a nickel. I was yeah. going to say, wouldn't, that maybe, wouldn't you maybe also get paid for every time someone asks you that? Honestly, I'd rather have the peace. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Hooli and the Joe. Like our page on Facebook, facebook.com slash Hooli and the Joe. Follow us on Instagram. I thought it's more your flavor, sports underscore retorts. Review and rate on iTunes. Share it with your friends if you like our hot sports takes. 
maybe some friends will too. That'd be great. Be better than bad. Because <laughs> this one was really disappointing and the first one was really satisfying. Yeah. Next time you have two avocados, open them both. Life hacks. <laughs> Life hacks. Squad goals. <laughs> Blessed. <laughs> no filter. This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.